Sometimes an insect will evolve to mimic its predator. A fly can look like a spider. A caterpillar can look like a snake. The Judas evolved to mimic its predator. Us. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 44. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, the only podcast that likes to give bugs love tugs. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm J-J-J-J-J-J-Rod. J-Rod. In the building. Yeah, dog. Bringing it back. Justin. <laughs> hey, Justin. <laughs> haven't done the J-Rod in like, what, like six months? It's been too long. Too, too long. Since like episode 20 or something. Can you, <laughs> episode 44. We got to come up with some tattoos that we want to get because it's coming up fast. The one year mark. That, he, yeah, Justin just reminded me before you got here that we're coming up on our one year mark. Yeah, man. Already. 50, that is nuts. 50, well, so it'll be are we, are we, 51. Why? Because, because we took a week off. So it'll be episode fifty-one instead of episode fifty-two. It's like it, it, it it's it's a fact because like if it's my birthday on December eighth, if yeah. I like don't go to work for a week, my birthday doesn't get like pushed ahead another week. It's well, still I, my birthday. On I, fi- the I figured it's, it's like it's not necessarily not necessarily like a, a year's worth of doing the show. It's a year's worth of shows. Well, we'll have to deliberate, and uh, we'll, <laughs> get, is, we'll get back to you, fine is, people. This is really exciting to listen to, probably. Uh, anyway, what have you boys been up to? Um, I did a lot of watching of things. This, yeah. This, uh, this did week. you? I did. I didn't. Oh, yeah? I didn't even watch the movies we were supposed to watch for tonight. Did you really not? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched two of them with you, didn't I? Oh, one, one of them. Anyway. Uh, so what have you been watching? Uh, I finally watched a, um, this is another, another movie that could, could possibly be considered movies that make Mike a douche. Mm-hmm. Uh, a true classic in the sci-fi, uh, realm. Mm-hmm. A movie called Jupiter Ascending. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I, I, I almost don't even want to ask, well, I, I need you to say it out loud because I heard you, I, I heard you talking to Vito Power on mm-hmm. the phone yesterday. Mm-hmm. While you're at my house, and I heard what you said about this movie, and I need you to say it out loud, because um, okay, because so this, 20, 20 years from now we're gonna come back and we're gonna listen yeah, to this episode. No, I'll say it. I'll say it. And we're all gonna laugh at you. <clears throat> no, we're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> uh, I will say this: Is it a good movie? No, mm-hmm. no. It's it's very flawed. It's a very fucking flawed movie. Um, is it a inherently bad movie? No. It's not. Really? No, I don't think so. I'm sure people would disagree with me. I'm sure people right now are screaming I, at me saying that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I haven't seen it, but Channing Tatum's frosted tips might, <laughs> might no ruin the whole okay. thing for so, me. So, so here's, my, here's, my, here's my opinion of Jupiter Ascending. Uh, it's a two-hour movie that felt like it was cut down from like a six-hour movie. Really? Uh, there, It seems like there is so much cut out of that movie like there's certain cuts that just don't make sense they'll be like it'll be like a, a scene between Channing Tatum and Mila Clunas, and it'll be like a, a softer scene or whatever and then it'll just cut into something abruptly and it makes no sense and there's like three different storylines going on like it needed way more time to, to dive deep into the stories because it's, it's the future it's, of film Michael. it's not competently cut oh. 
honestly, if I had if I had a complaint about it, I, I think it's that it's not the movie's not competent. It does not hold itself together. <clears throat> Maybe they did um, that on purpose, though. I don't think so. I think they. I don't know. I don't think it was done intentionally. I think that uh, it really needed it really needed this to be a series, like a two or three movie series. Yet they would never make it. I don't think that movie would have done well enough for them to get it. I which thought, is maybe why they crammed so much into one movie. Oh, see, I, I I don't know anything about this movie really. I just I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, wow, that looks awesome. Like it sucks. I the thought trailers that, made it look amazing. Are no, you kidding me? No, no, <laughs> yes, it did. No, the trailers made it look awful. No, you're crazy. And uh, I I thought that I thought that it was part of a series though. I don't think so. No, I could be wrong on that. I don't know anything about the the story either. You're usually wrong about but, stuff. Um, We'll just we'll just yeah. say you're wrong. No, I uh, yeah. Channing Tatum plays uh, essentially a more serious version of Barf from Spaceballs. You just said essentially. That's that was like a Freudian slip. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're supposed to say essentially, but you're talking about Channing Tatum, and you said essentially. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he plays a more serious ber- version of Barf from Spaceballs. <laughs> half man, half dog, and he has space rollerblades. He's half dog. Yes. Oh. He's half canine. Yeah, this movie sounds like <laughs> shit, dude. And he has sweet space rollerblades, which are awesome. Okay, it's getting worse. And um, oh my god, actually, I want to look this up. My, uh, I have a cousin that mentioned something. Talk for for a moment. What am I supposed to? Okay, so <laughs> I showed up. I showed up. It's we, we're we're in the middle of a storm, kind of. Right oh, it's now, you know? raining there, mooses and and birds. Out raining there. mooses and birds, and I show up. I uh, I'm I'm walking in and I hear like this. Mer- okay, I found it. I hear this. I'm I'm in the middle Shut of the story right now. I hear this metallic <laughs> scraping sound, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I look over, and your next door neighbor is out in his driveway in the middle of a lightning storm, what with what looks like the shaft of a of a golf club. Uh huh. Like he was dragging it on the ground in his driveway, and then holding it up in the sky. Oh yeah. Oh like, man. What are you doing? Is this guy? Is he? No, is he, is no, he weird he's, or what? No, the, the guy over there, he's normal, man. Uh, the guy that's always working out in the yard and stuff. Yeah, the guy yeah. with the dog that always barks yeah. at us. Yeah, that guy's awesome. I, I, I don't know what the hell he was doing then. <laughs> maybe you could ask him later. Bad, bad trip, maybe. <laughs> anyway, what do you okay, got for us? So Michael? my, so no, so my cousin, when I was talking about this movie on uh, online, my cousin chimed in with her description of it, and it is the greatest, most spot-on description ever let's hear it she goes it's the best possible movie about a werewolf space angel commando with anti-gravity rollerblades and a reincarnated beast-speaking secret intergalactic princess you could imagine it was like two 13 year olds got into an unlimited got an unlimited budget to to film their their self-insert fan fiction <laughs> it's amazing still still, um, still getting worse <laughs> this is this is what i was gonna say about 20 years from now i think that in 20 years from now People are going to look back on it, and and people are going to rediscover it, and they're going to say, "This movie's this hidden gem. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it's a very flawed movie still, but it's like this hidden gem in the sci-fi space epic genre." Okay, I'm I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> right now, twenty right now. twenty years from now. Let's mark this date. Twenty <laughs> years from now, we're gonna we're gonna look back on it. I'll be using the same phone, so I'll put it in my uh, <laughs> counter. <laughs> we'll be sitting in the same basement. With the same beer koozies. Yes. I and also this, watched... And the same box of water. I also watched... Yes, you and your <laughs> boxed water. Um, I also watched the new uh, Oats Studio short that got released. They oh, damn it. I short. Gotta, the, so, this one's quick. This one's quick. It's only like three minutes long. Oh, dude. I gotta um, catch up on these. This one's called Cooking with Bill. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's 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 basically a... Uh, it's like, a, like an infomercial that you would see at night, like two o'clock in the morning for the newest kitchen gadget. But it's like a... Uh, it's a chainsaw body with... 
like 14 blades that chop up and down and then a chainsaw <laughs> in the middle and it doesn't work at all and like it's it, it's it reminds me a lot of jack chop but jack chop was way better oh yeah way better this one was like funny but it never really hit it never really hit like its stride like it, it didn't really do anything that made me laugh out loud or anything never achieved its maximum jack chop capacity Ch- jack choppery jack chop um yeah so <clears throat> what about you jay raj uh keeping busy man had a wedding i dj'd this past weekend that went swell nice it actually ended an hour early <laughs> so i got to leave an hour early which was very because often. because the bride and the groom broke up already oh no no, they were, <laughs> no it was it was a 25th uh, anniversary in renewal and uh so a lot of people had younger kids there and they were getting out early and you know thinned out by like 10 o'clock and 10 30 rolls around the bride and groom's like all right we're gonna go back and do it so <laughs> and Can't so after 25 years the flame is still burning baby you know it so or they've been saving themselves for the uh 25 year anniversary <laughs> it's been doing that recording a lot of country i it's... saw you were, i saw you on uh instagram playing some bass that was yeah, a pretty, man that was a pretty sexy looking bass that we was playing. this uh guy named jay bone sleazy gave it to me <laughs> or jim jimmy jimmy all your money yeah sitting across from me mm-hmm. the fantastic music man sounds awesome you're i appreciate just, it you're just kicking if only, he, if only he could play as well as you, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the pocket that Jay has. I, I, I just I just can't fake, hold I no groove well, if man. he ain't got no pockets. All right. Well, anyway, so right. today so, uh, we're drinking oh, as as always. Yeah. Well, today we're we're talking about bugs. If you haven't picked it out, yeah. Creepy crawlers. We're bugging out. Yeah. <laughs> don't bug me, bro. Don't bug me, man. <laughs> uh, so today uh, we actually have two beers. I have to break this habit of going uh, in between every like so today. Uh, we're drinking uh, to every time I do that from now on. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> laughing at you right now. Like, this guy's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, now ass. everybody's gonna notice it. Uh, <laughs> and um, they're gonna make a drinking game out of it. Every time so, uh, it's kinda, you gotta take a shot. It's kind of like when it's, uh, there's there's this band um, that we listen to called Coheed and Cambria, and somebody once pointed out to me that you can really hear. Claudio uh, Sanchez breathe really heavy, like in be- like in between lines, <gasps> and then after I, <laughs> and then somebody told me that, and I was like, "Fuck, I can I can never not hear it now." It's not they're still awesome, but I that's just all I pay attention to is how heavy he breathes in between. All right, so we have to do two different beers this week because uh, our, our resident vegan cannot have the main beer, so I picked him up a secondary beer. Correct. So Jay, um, what? I just uh, <laughs> Jay, why don't you look up the information about that one, and you can read the info on that one, and then I will do this one. So this one actually, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it! Now I can't stop doing it. <laughs> um, um is different. Oh, um is different. Um is very okay, different. Okay. <laughs> as I, my cousin, my cousin uses the word fucking as um. So we fucking went fucking, you fuck know, it, to fucking fuck over to the to the shooting range and fucking fired off some fucking rounds and fuck. Shut up, dude. Um, so this is from Brewery Vivant, which is actually one of your favorite this is breweries, my, right? One of my favorite breweries. Yep. Uh, it's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, this is a golden ale called Contemplation, and the reason this fits our 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 theme for the day is because it's got a honeybee on the front and a giant cock and a Oh yeah, brewery, <laughs> brewery, 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 Vivant. I can never say that. Brewery Vivant. Their uh, 
their emblem is a yeah. giant rooster. They actually have a beer called their their red is actually called Big Red Cock. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it good? Uh yeah, it's delicious actually. And it's C O I think it's C O Q U or something like that or C O Q U E or something. Oh, is that It's it's spelled differently, yeah. but it's still called Big Red Cock. There's Mike always loving the Big Red Cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is a favorite at our pub in Grand Rapids. This beer represents Belgian artistry at its finest. Michigan-grown Michigan grown hops and Michigan-harvested honey make this golden ale a harbinger of springtime. The Michigan honey introduced to the boil contri- con- contributes color and complex- complexity, geez, but adds little sweetness to the beer. Look for apricot and nectarine on the palate mixed in with the floral aroma of hops grown in northern Michigan. This is a beer worth pondering <coughs> upon each sip. Oh, they even tell you the glassware that you're supposed to... You can pair it with brie or goat's milk cheese. We love to serve this beer out of a large tulip-shaped glass to emphasize the honey and hop aromas. Brie or goat's milk cheese, chicken salad with apricot and almond, or simply a fresh slice of sourdough seals the deal. I'm hungry now. You put a really (laughs) weird uh, emphasis on that. You're like, brie or goat's milk cheese. (laughs) I did, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm terrible at reading. This is awful. What is milk cheese? I want to try that. Mm, Milk cheese. Actually... All cheese is milk cheese, you <laughs> s- stupid asshole. And J-Rod right. is drinking. And if you're wondering why I'm not drinking the other one, it's got honey in it. And if you're like, eh, it's just honey, it's just bees, just shut up, I do it for me. <laughs> I don't like honey anyway, so. Oh, you don't? No. Do you drink um, agave? Agave? I do like or agave. Not, not drink, but eat agave. Yeah. Not, and I don't even just eat it either. I, I will occasionally mix it into things, coffee on occasion, but I like my coffee black. But anyway, speaking of beer... This is Oddside Ale's Firefly, and this is brewed in Grand Haven, Michigan, and this is a Michigan beer. Awesome. Its style is a fruit and vegetable beer. Thanks for thinking of me, Michael. Hey. Uh, 6.5% alcohol by volume. Its availability is rotating, and its notes and commercial description is pale ale fermented with papaya and habaneros, um, providing um, <laughs> ideal mixture you, of pleasure spiked with pain. Uh, That's right. Oddside Ale's Firefly. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a bottle oh, of my keys a, right there, Jip. Yep. Yeah, I should probably start bringing mine again. I was telling Jay the next studio he builds, there's going to be a bottle opener right in the wall. Well, there's one right there. You should That's just bring it far. in and put it on the... And if you guys can't see where Jim's pointing, he's pointing right there. Yeah, sorry. It's out by the the mini fridge. That's <laughs> right, right I do over wanna, there. Jay, I do want to try that one too, though. I do too. I don't too. typically like pepper beer, but I'm trying to find one that I like. I, which is crazy because you love peppers so much. I know. Blake's makes a habanero cider. Oh, it's which so I, good. Which I hate. I, I don't like it at all. It's delicious. It's just weird. All right, You're crazy. Cheers. Let's cheers. try these. Cheers, boys. Ooh, that is yummy. Wow, that's really that's, good. That's, the honey is really, really potent in this. That's a 7% ABV, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. The uh, aftertaste yeah. or would the finish or whatever Ooh, is like. I like it. Crazy. I think I've had this one before at the, at, at the actual brewery. This is one of those cool breweries where you go to it, and it's an old, uh, like, super old church. And so you have all the stained glass windows and the peaked ceilings. and like It's, oh, it's a, one of my favorite breweries to go to. If you're ever in Grand Rapids, you have to check out Well, they ha- have that at the new, uh, we went to the new Atwater Brewery in Gross Point recently, their new very location. Sim- very and similar. And the yep. old church. Yep. Uh, that was my first time there. It was really cool. Yeah, it, it actually reminds me a lot of the other brewery. They're this, very similar. This is going to sound weird, but there's there's something about the finish in this beer that, have you ever have you ever cut open an avocado that went way too ripe? Uh-huh. And it's almost got like a... It's it's not like a rotten smell. It's almost like a weird, like smoky smell. Uh huh. Have do you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah. This has that 
it, like the way that smells, this has that taste in the finish. It's crazy. We'll wash it down with some Firefly. That right. habanero isn't as hot as I thought it was. Like, no, oh, wow. Like, it's, it's not spicy it like tastes, the Blake cider. It tastes it's, like the pepper, which I like. I actually like that one. It smells like peppers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, you do smell it, but the, the taste doesn't have the kick like uh, Blake's El Chavo does. Yeah, the El Chavo, it like it's just spiced, and it's such a weird cold liquid the, oh, hot yeah. spicy like Ooh, i like that yeah that's good that might be yeah mikey that's really likey. good mikey likey <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen so with that out of the way let's talk about how dumb we are yeah let's do it stupid you're so stupid <laughs> all right so last week on the show we talked about a, a little tiny uh independent film called the shining uh, I don't recall. Do not, not recall? No. Okay. Sounds um. bright. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> anyway, um, so this correction actually comes from the guys over at the Exploding Heads podcast. Mm. Uh, they sent shot us a message and oh, nice. uh, saying that uh, we were stupid and that we don't know what we're talking about. We appreciate you guys um, letting us know that the we're kind, stupid. The, the kind you. words, we, we, we appreciate them. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, so there's a part that we were talking about that didn't make any sense to me when I was talking about it, about the guy that was getting fucked by the uh, bear. Uh, when they, they open up a room in the in the, in the the hotel, and there's just like a dude in a bear costume fucking another oh, dude. Oh, right, right. And um, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why is it there? They never go back to it. I think he's actually blowing him. Uh, well, whatever. It's They're, they're coiting in some way get or another. Your, get your shit um, right, Mike. Apparently, that comes from the book. Uh, there is a lot of stuff that's in the book. Obviously, the movie adaptations are going to be right. not everything. But uh, the movie apparently pulled just random things from the book that don't make a whole lot of sense. And that was one of them. Apparently, there was uh, apparently there was like this weird um, like undertone to the whole movie, like a homosexuality undertone. Not that that's weird. That's not how I made that sound. But no, it's <laughs> Stephen Stephen yeah. King is pretty well known for having having weird not just homosexual but weird sexual subtext in his in his novels so it's yeah. not too surprising yeah he was saying uh, the the exploding heads guys go on to say that it was uh, from a masquerade party that took place in the past so he was basically seeing something else that happened in that yeah. room so if you've read the book that makes a lot more sense out of context just seeing the movie it's just what the fuck <laughs> i always kind of figured it had something to do with the party goers or you know like the people that were there for mm -hmm. The hanging out in the gold room or whatever, but I never knew for sure. Mm -hmm. so. And they, they also went on to point out that apparently we said something about how Jack could see the blood from the elevators, and apparently he did not actually see the blood from the elevators. Didn't only, I say that? Only I, Danny and Wendy. Maybe, I, I don't think remember. I, but I think I said it was only Danny and Wendy. I'm Maybe gonna, I am going to listen know. to them because... They're smarter they're than smarter us, than probably. Us, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. That's that, it? That's it. That's I think, everything? I'm sure there was more, but that's all, right. that's all we got called out on, so that's all I'm going to... All I'm gonna say. All right, Michael. Yes. Do you like horror news? <laughs> Sorry, you got me mid-shot. <laughs> um, and in fact, no. Oh, all right. Well, Jay. Yeah, I love horror news. All right, let's do the bleed feed then. <laughs> say, chum. Are you tired of your horror news not being up to dick? Well, you're in luck, because the bleed feed is hotter than a half-fucked fox in a forest fire. Ooh, that sounds colder than the north side of a witch's titty in a brass brawl. <laughs> well, that you're sounds... Da you're damn straight, Jay. <laughs> Both sound hot. Yeah, shut up, Mike. What we got in the news this week, boys? All right, uh, let's, get the, uh, let's get the bad stuff out of the way here. We had a All couple right. deaths this week. Uh, Henry Duschendorf. Uh, yeah, he portrayed uh, little boy Oscar in Ghostbusters 2, mm -hmm. uh, along with his twin brother, Will. Uh, apparently, 
uh, they had two actors portraying him. They do that a lot. As they with often kids. do with yeah. kids, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he had been battling. He was only 28 years old. Apparently, he was battling a schizoaffective disorder, which is uh, it's it's like schizophrenia mixed with like bipolar. It sounds like really nasty stuff. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they say that he recently lost his battle with. I don't know exactly what that means. You know, they didn't spell it out. So, right. whatever the case may be. Uh, 28 years old, too yeah, soon. That's... Yeah, thoughts and prayers to the family. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and another death here, um, Simon Says, who a lot of people might not know by name, but uh, if you've ever I'm watched... Wa- I'm, I'm waiting. You said Simon Says, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a man died, Michael. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, uh, if you've ever watched Hellraiser, which I'm assuming most of you have, um, the Lament Configuration, the actual puzzle box... Um, he is the man who created that prop, so uh, it's I, horror. I, I like it's yeah. It's the box itself is an icon. One within, of the one of the biggest yeah. horror icons around. It's a, sure. Yeah, and uh, so he is the man who created that, and he uh, lost his battle with cancer, unfortunately. Ah. So, wouldn't it be great if there was no shit that people had to battle with? Yeah, like no disease, no. That would be great, but unfortunately, that's not life. Uh. Hate this world. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's move on to some other things. Okay, so a um, couple of uh, quick things to get out of the way here. I'm gonna ri- rifle through these pretty quick because there's not much uh, much to talk about them except for what they are. Uh, Jurassic World 2 as an official title. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom mm-hmm. with the tagline "Life Finds a Way," which is interesting to me because. Well, I mean that that spells it out that that. That spells it out for you pretty clearly. Like, obviously... Well, Dr. Malcolm's back. Obviously, so, Malcolm's yeah. back, yeah. So, I love the fact, though, that the tagline... Which they already announced that a while sure, back. Sure, sure. Anyway. But the tagline, though, makes it sound like they're going to really focus on Malcolm's oh, character. And dude, it's not yeah. going to be, like, a quick thing. So, I'm very excited about that. Absolutely. They should have really went with, make dinosaurs great again. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> like, a, what was the other movie? Uh, oh, that we were just uh, talking uh, about Shark, last week? Uh, Shark make, make, make America bait again. Oh, my God. <laughs> make dinosaurs bite again. Oh, Ooh, there it is. hello. Uh, so it gets a rating. It's uh, well, hold on. There was there was another uh, there was another title change that that we were going to talk about real oh, quick. Um, uh, Saw Legacy. Oh yes, has yes. officially been changed to Jigsaw. Jigsaw which, what do you think of that? I well well Jigsaw was the original title that James Wan and Lee Winnell had for the first Saw movie. So really, it's coming back oh, around full coming circle. full circle. Now, granted, I don't think it has anything to do with the decision to make it called Jigsaw. I mean, look at uh, the, la- the the Wolverine series. You know, the last Wolverine movie was just called Logan. Logan. Like, it, it seems like a popular thing now. And there's other movies that have done it, sure. too. So, um, Rambo, for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks um, like lots of Was movies. it Belboa? If you're, if you're Rocky, gonna, Rocky. Or, yeah. yeah. Wait, I was there Rambo. one? Was there? There was, was there... never a movie called Rambo. There was First Blood, there right. was First Blood Part 2, yeah. or Ram- Rambo First Blood Part 2, yeah. and there is Rambo 3, yeah. and then there was just Rambo. Right. So the fourth movie was the first one to actually be called his name, and the fifth movie that they were going to make, but they are no longer making, mm-hmm. was going to be called John Rambo. Oh, right. <laughs> like, uh, so names, it's a it's a industry thing, whatever, they do it. Um, okay, so this is exciting to me. There's a Venom movie coming out, right? Yes, I love my Spider-Man movies. I love my 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 comic book movies. Uh, I was super pumped. Even even Spider-Man three, it has its moments. Ugh. Venom was in it, which which excited me. It wasn't a good Venom, but he was in it, and that yeah. was enough for me. Um, so the fact that they're making a Venom movie, the fact that it is starring Tom Hardy as um, 
Venom. Venom. Uh, Eddie Brock. Uh, now they announced who the big bad was going to be for the movie, and it's exactly what everybody wanted, and it's Carnage. Right. Which I am, uh, Cletus Cassidy is the the, the, the the human name that has the symb- Carnage symbiote attached to him, and mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite comic stories ever, so I am I am beyond thrilled that this is what they're doing. Don't fuck it up, Sony. That's all I'm asking. This is what you need to do. <laughs> you need to go get a, a, a VCR or a Laserdisc player. Or a DVD player, or a Blu-ray player, <laughs> and watch watch the original Spawn. Yeah. Do you remember the effects that they used when Spawn's uh, body armor yeah. would come up on him? It was like, like it was really weird, like practical looking. It was yeah. digital, but it looked practical and yeah. really weird. That's what Venom needs to look like. I've mm-hmm. thought it ever since that I saw ever since I saw that movie. Go if there was ever a Venom in a movie. That's the effect that needs to happen because it's like big, thick globs coming on him. Like it's very, <laughs> just these big ropey globs just coming on him. If you know what I'm talking about, though, if you know what I'm talking about, though, it's like perfect. Like that that needs to be take that but make it better, and it's like the best. What? Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm very excited I'm, about I'm this. Immature. Um, um. Anyway. Um. What else you got? <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> Arrow. This is kind. Of, this <laughs> Arrow. Is, Arrow. This is kind of interesting because um, uh, Scream Factory came out with a 2K release of the thing not long <laughs> ago. What was that? Maybe six months ago or something not, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Arrow has just announced that they're working on a 4K. Actually, no. The thing might have been longer ago than that. Was it? Yeah, I think so. It, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But I think within the past year or so, yeah. um, Arrow has just announced that they're. Working on a 4K release of the thing, so I mean, seems it's, seems odd to me. I I think collectors, it, like, tell me that you're not going to run out and get it. I don't know too many people that <laughs> no, I won't because I don't own 4K. I, a lot of people don't. Oh yeah, that's a lot right. of pe- a lot of people. For as many people that do but, own 4K TVs and 4K players, there's far more people that don't. You're gonna have a 4K player and TV at some point though. Yeah, but the thing is though is that all of the people that ran out and bought Boom. the Scream Factory release, they're it's already a great looking there's right. not going to be unless they do like tons of brand new features for it, mm-hmm. there's gonna be no reason to pick this up. And this might bite them in the ass because they're doing it so close to that Scream Factory release. Well, and uh, and then like you, for instance, if you were to pick this up, you have a 4K release of it now, whatever. You don't have a 4K TV. By the time you pick up a 4K TV... Yeah. They're probably going to be releasing stuff in like 8K. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, something just dawned on me though. Actually, Arrow is primarily a UK company, mm-hmm. and Scream Factory doesn't release things in the UK. Mm. As far as I'm, as far as I know, I could be wrong on that. So this might actually be a UK only thing. Oh. Most UK, most Arrow things are, unless they're specific to the US. You said that they, the you the said that they kind of cheat and call them Region B though. Sometimes and they, they do. Sometimes yeah. they do. Um, like I bought one of those bit the uh, Star Wars Force Awakens came yeah. out in one of those big laser disc package things. Like they did a Disney did this weird thing where they released Blu-rays that were in like laser disc pa- packaging. And it's awesome. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> region free. It's right. technically region two or region B. But it plays just fine on my my Blu-ray player. Right, it's one of those kind of things. Right on. Um, but yeah, well, that's all there is about that. Uh, also coming out on Blue on August first uh, via Scream Factory, Slither. I imagine you'll be picking this just one up. Time for my birthday. Yeah? Yes, sir. So oh, I so I'll be picking, picking so it up. I'll be picking it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has a ton of new bonus features. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, there's new audio commentary. 
with writer director James Gunn and actors Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker. Oh, that I can already tell you right now, it's gonna be my favorite comic. Oh yeah, it's gonna be those, awesome. Those three guys are so fun to listen to. Yeah, like, man. I'll, yeah, absolutely. Um, new the genesis of Slither, an interview with writer director James Gunn. Uh, the the other McCready. An interview with actor Greg Henry, audio commentary with James Gunn and Nathan Fillion, deleted and, deleted and extended scenes with optional commentary by James Gunn, visual effects step by step, slithery, slithery step by set step, step, day by day, no, different every way. We got to get back on track here. Slithery set tour with actor Nathan Fillion. Don't you love Nathan Fillion? I do. I He's do. just so funny. I like him a lot. Uh, the Sick Minds and Slimy Days of Slither. Brewing the Blood, How to Make Blood. Oh. Well, okay. We already know. Uh, bringing Slither's Creatures to Life. Loy- it's across the tracks, not with them, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's That was dark. Um, bringing Slither's Creatures to Oh, I already said that. Lloyd Kaufman's Video Diary. A gag reel. Who is Bill Party featurette and theatrical trailer? Yeah, some of that stuff's already on the DVD. Yeah, whatever. Like, I know the Lloyd Kaufman part is. That's actually a really funny uh, thing to watch. He's in the movie for like two seconds, and there's a whole like behind the scenes based <laughs> on like his two seconds that he's in the movie. It's we actually, good. we met him at the Motor City Nightmares. We thing, did. We did. And he was just the sweetest guy ever. Hit like, on your wife? Yeah, he hit on my <laughs> wife, which I was completely fine with because he's just just a, such a nice guy. Like that's a that's somebody like he he was the the place was closing down yeah and he just was welcoming people up to his booth like standing there that's taking how pictures he's with been. everybody that's he's how awesome he's always been, really yeah. really cool guy so anyway what else you got okay so this is my big news for the week because I am beyond excited okay. oh well I've got one more thing well then you go just a tiny little thing then you go uh, it officially has an R rating I already said that no you didn't completely already said that did he say that already I already said it I don't think you said yeah, that yeah I did when. You don't pay attention to me. This is what we do. We're this guy. He's sitting two feet from me, and he can't listen to what I'm saying. I don't. When did you say it? I don't think that you ever said it. Okay, we'll move on. It, we were all expecting it. Obviously, it was going to get an R rating. Why don't you move on to your? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pause. We're going to listen back. Listen you back never to said it, it, and then you're going to apologize. Okay, to me. So, I will. Well, guys, we'll see you back here in uh, <clears throat> ten. Now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> Y'all so <laughs> uh, so it turns out we're both so stupid. Yep. You did say it gets a new rating, and then some and jackass then I, had to cut and me then off. Some jackass interrupted <laughs> you. So we're both right and we're both wrong. Uh, uh, moral of the story I is I will not apologize to you. Moral though. of the story is it has an R rating. How about a high five? Cool. That was dainty. High yeah, five. that was really dainty. That was that was your fault, man. All Fingers. right. So <laughs> why don't you talk about uh, your last little bit of okay, information um, here. Okay, so this is I'm very excited about this. Uh, uh, ever since Mike Doherty was announced as the director of the new Godzilla movie, I've been super pumped because I love Mike Doherty's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got news this week that not only is the new Godzilla movie going to feature Godzilla, it's going to feature, Naturally. feature Mothra, mm-hmm. Rodan, mm-hmm. and King Ghidorah. Nice. Like the three most iconic Godzilla baddies under the sun. Now you're, you're a Ghidorah I love I love King Ghidorah. He's like he was well, my favorite. But it, it, Ghidorah and Ghidra are the yeah, same. Yeah, if if memory serves, this might be corrections for next week. But if memory serves, Ghidra was the first movie that he was in, mm-hmm. and he was called 
it was called Godzilla vs. Ghidra or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in the subsequent movies, whenever he would show back up, he's the three-headed, yeah. you know, dragon monster. Right. He was always King Ghidorah. Mm. So same character, two different names. I've always called him Ghidra. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they changed it or whatever. But um, maybe I'll research it for next week. But, Who knows? Who cares? But uh, yeah, we're this getting, is gonna we're be getting awesome a 20, awesome. 2018 yeah. movie with fucking four of the the biggest badass giant monsters under the sun. Yeah, man. I have a little press release here too that uh, is about the uh, plot of the movie. Okay. And it says the new story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency Monarch, uh, and as its members face off against the battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra Rodan and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. When these ancient superspecies, thought to be mere myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. This sounds like it's like it's just an all-out monster mash, yeah. and humans are just going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the thing, though. In the earlier movies... Rodan and Mothra, typically speaking, were good guys. Mm -hmm. They always fought on the side of Godzilla because after the first like wave of Godzilla movies, they became a little bit more like like monster fun movies. Yeah. If, that, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Um, and Rodan, who had they his own like, series, like Mothra family, had their own series. They were family friendly, sort of. I will urge people though. There is a new Mothra series and a new Gamera series that came out. I think within the last ten years or so, mm -hmm. or maybe it was in the nineties, whatever. Rel relatively soon though uh, or recently they're amazing if you like giant monster movies check those movies out because they're fucking awesome um and yeah i just i like i, said, I couldn't be more over the moon about about this new godzilla movie so yeah, man. um we should go see it at the drive-in yes definitely or, or not considering our first experience was terrible well we we <laughs> went to see the for the, the the new godzilla yeah. at the drive-in and unfortunately we were on the screen that had the Sun the sun setting opposite, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we couldn't see the first forty minutes of the movie, um, but it uh, sounded really good. Hey, uh, I think I, I think we're done here. Hey, old timey guy, you wanna wanna bring us out of this? I suppose, Charlie. That was the bleed feed. And those were the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're talking about bugs. Buggies. Mm -hmm. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, so... Bugs, creepy crawlies, creepy slitheries, eight-legged freaks. See, I'm I'm cool with bugs, but uh, this first movie that we're gonna talk about, mm. new no, sir. I am so excited to get into it. But before have you, we do, have you guys ever had any uh, like traumatic experiences with bugs? Uh, I know one person in this room that has. <laughs> I have. It was fairly traumatic. It left me like a crazy mad person for about an hour or two. And this was when you were older. Uh, a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. I uh, was at a buddy's house, and we went to go step out to hit up the local karaoke pub. Naturally. And, uh, yeah, Natch, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, one step out through his door, I, my foot did not even hit the ground after the threshold yet, and a moth flew directly in my ear. Uh. And I know I've told this story on the show before, or briefed on it, perhaps, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, I'll, but I'll go in a little more detail this time, so... So this moth flies directly into my ear. And, you know, when something goes by your ear, a fly, a mosquito, you, you swat it. You hit yourself in the ear. It hurts for a second because you hit yourself really hard. But at least there's not a and, fucking bug in your yeah, ear. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, whatever, you know, and then it goes away. And so 
about 10 seconds later, I, I, I feel like inside my head and I go, <laughs> and I just start running around and he go, and, and my buddy's looking at me like, what, what's going on? And I'm outside and his neighbors are probably watching and, and I'm like, the moth, it's, it's in my ear. He's like, there's no moth in your ear. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just hit my ear really hard and I'm feeling the blood pulsing. Right. And then I feel, and I go, <laughs> so I'm shaking my head vigorously trying to throw this thing out of my ear which, which its legs are so strong you've seen moths and bees and stuff sit on your windshield while you're driving down the freeway right yep. like it's it's not going to just come out of your ear you know and uh, so I, I he looks inside and can't see it anywhere and it, cause it was deep it went all the way up against the eardrum Ugh. so we go inside try to find tweezers he which is why you can feel it fluttering somewhere yeah. or hear it he, he was flapping its wings trying to get out yeah and uh, so we couldn't, couldn't find any tweezers anyway. They were they were back in the area that we're at in their their garage area, and whatever we weren't going back. I wasn't going back over there. And uh, so Are you going back? so so I tried some of that earwax oil where you put it in and then you tip your head. That didn't work. I'm like, give me a, a fucking vacuum in a funnel. And he's like, no, you use your ears for work. You're not putting a, a vacuum in your ear. I'm like, I don't care. I'll become like a desk worker at a Joanne Fabric office manager or something. I don't care. And uh, and that did not work either because once again that the strength of their like you suction cup did feet. The, the vacuum. Cleaner? I took a vacuum and I took a kitchen funnel and stuck it on the end of it and oh stuck the funnel gosh. under my ear and was going in and out like ear funnel sex to try to get it to like <laughs> like the, you know the pressure and back pressure you had to go back and forth did, and finally did your break buddy it loose. Try, did your buddy try teabagging you? Like moth, mothball style? No. That's, that's probably one thing that would have worked and we didn't try it. But. So anyways, I ended up going to the hospital for this because it's been an but hour still. now. It's, oh been an, it's been an hour of this thing fluttering inside my head and just running around like crazy. And and, and uh, so we go to the ER and I check in and I had to sit there for a half hour while the girl tried to figure out what to put me in as because they have to check a checkbox on the computer to let you in. Yeah. I'm like, just put it as ear infection. I don't care. I want yeah. this out of my ear. And so there was probably about... They came and put the oil in that's supposed to kill it, and they go to extract it out. So they're like 15 minutes, and in that time, about six to ten different nurses and doctors walk down. Yeah, we're just told we're supposed to come inspect, the uh, see what's going on. I'm like, there's, there's a guy in your ER room with a fucking moth in his ear. Of course you want to come down and check it out. Yeah, I was going to say, they are just they were just spectators <laughs> yeah, at that I, point. And I told them, I'm like, tell everybody come down. It's fine. It's funny. <laughs> like, you don't get to see this. And so finally they brought it out, and it was still f- moving. It never died. You should have kept it as a pet. I know, but it moths. <laughs> and so that's yeah, like, that, that like, was insane, man. I never wish uh, that up on anybody. That's it like was some so monsters inside me, me shit. I can't oh, watch that yeah. show. I cannot do it. Well, it's like that old. Oh. Uh, it's like that old um, Twilight Zone episode where the guy gets a uh, an earwig in his ear, mm-hmm. and they realize that they can't make it back out. So they he basically has to just endure while it eats its way through his brain. Oh, and it finally comes out the other side, and then. The twist at the end is that it laid eggs in his brain. What's a twist? What's a uh, twist? Speaking of things that fly, can you grab me another firefly? Oh, I'm on size ales. You're stealing my thunder here, man. Michael, what about you? You have any traumatic bug experiences? Well, I'm contemplating another beer. Oh. Ah, you yeah, should, see, yeah. you one-up me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Today, actually, it's funny. Uh, it's funny to mention I've never had anything crazy like that. That's never happened before. I was working at work one time. 
And I, I stumbled well, upon. I hope so. I, I stumbled upon an underground <laughs> hornet's nest as I was weeding out a certain area. I worked ma grounds maintenance, and I was weeding out this big flower area where we we're going to put this, uh, these new bushes in and stuff. And um, I came across a underground hornet's nest, and I had about half a dozen hornets stuck to my back, stinging oh, me. Uh, ran out in the middle of the street, throwing my shirt off, any by myself. Anybody who's looking out their window got the show of a lifetime of this random white dude just freaking out in the middle of the street. Should have seen me <laughs> running with the moth in my ear. I bet you I talked to you. I guess it depends what direction you ran though, because you're right on you're right on the border of Gross Point and Detroit. If you if you ran into the Detroit side, they're just like, oh, it's just another dude tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> Just he thinks he's got bugs under his skin. Oh shoot him! <laughs> um, today though it was funny. I go upstairs in my room. Uh, I have one of those uh, ranch style homes. I think it's a ranch style where the no, it's a bungalow. 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 <laughs> Every time I don't know what the fuck you call it a colonial on the last episode. And my wife <laughs> laughed at you. It's a house, whatever. So my whole my my room though is the whole. It spans the entire length of the house. And right. The window on both ends. Right. And I go upstairs today after work, and I'm walking into my room. And I hear this uh, this buzzing, and I'm like, "What the hell?" There's a wasp in my room, Ugh. just kind of up on the window, or whatever. So I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap!" I'm like, "All right, I'm not gonna corner it because whatever. I'm just gonna wait until it's on something. I'm gonna smack it." Well, it keeps <clears throat> flying back and forth between my two windows, and it's it's almost like it's flying on like a on a line. It, it, it's the same trip every back and forth every single time. Fake wasp. Fake fake wasp. <laughs> um, Probably sent from Russia. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm watching it though, and I'm waiting for it to land. And I had a, uh, I had like an old, like a dirty shirt in my hand. I was gonna whack it out of the air. And so I'm looking at it, the window, and it's in between my blinds, so it's kind of like you can only see it when it's coming out. Yeah. And so I'm looking for it, looking for it, looking for it, and I lost track of it. I'm like, okay, I know it didn't come past me. And I'm standing up in the middle of my room, waiting for it to come back. Didn't see, it, didn't see it, didn't see it. All of a sudden, it's like a foot from my face, like <laughs> like flying directly at my forehead. And I just literally did like a like a a, like a stunt guy does a fake hit where they just go straight to their back. Uh -huh. I literally just hit the deck like straight <laughs> backwards, feet like, like feet straight in front of me. Like, oh god! Isn't it funny that something so tiny can make you freak out so much? Yeah, I've also <clears throat> pulled a you just now. <laughs> I, I've also been watching this YouTube channel lately called Brave Wilderness. Oh, dude, that the guy's guy crazy. That, the guy that gets stung by everything. So oh, I'm, like, I'm not getting fucking stung by a wasp today. This is not happening. Yeah. I was literally watching it today at work. Wasps freak me out Fuck too him. because there's something very unnatural about how tiny their thorax yeah. is. It's yeah. like you got a head and then an it's abdomen and they're connected by this little thread of a thorax and it's just yeah. it's freaky looking. It's it's like barbells. It's like the barbell in, like uh, insect. <laughs> it's the barbell <laughs> of insects. Uh, for me like I I've, I've got uh, two quick stories. One I was up at the we my, my my folks and all my extended family we used to rent these cabins up in in Port Austin. Every summer, and I was playing this really. You guys went really far for vacation. <laughs> Twenty minutes. Really far. <laughs> uh, I was playing this really awesome game that they have there. It's it's basically. Uh, Who's uh, in my mouth? <laughs> it's that an it? arcade game. Oh. Uh, aside from you played aside, that in an arcade. Aside but... from Killer Instinct uh, and DJ Boys, which are two of the best games ever, they had this game. It was where you drove a. DJ Boys. What? We're like BJ Boys. <laughs> <laughs> You drove a you drove a uh, a fire truck around. Yeah. And I'm driving and I'm, I'm you know hitting the gas and the brake and I'm having a good round and stuff and all of, all of a sudden I feel something on my leg and I look down and it was the first time in my life that I had ever seen a praying mantis. Oh. And it was an albino praying mantis. Oh. 
crawling up my leg and I flipped the fuck out. Like What is this monstrosity? Like <laughs> exactly and then they caught it in a cup and it's they showed ghost. it. It's a ghost it's a ghost They caught it in a cup after I freaked out and they showed it to me later mm-hmm. and then and and I kinda like I got to know it a little bit. <laughs> Ever since then I've really liked praying mantises. I like I, every time I see I one I will it hold it. Herb. Herb. Sure. <laughs> Uh, the other one, I, I still to this day don't like June bugs because of this. I, I was We were at uh, Higgins Lake, and I went to get a... A little farther for vacation this time. I went to get a pop out of the out of the machine, and the thing dro- drops down, and I wasn't a bright kid, so I this my, my, my Coke drops down, and there's three giant June bugs that dropped out of the machine into the receptacle thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I had, I had this, like, bug box at home filled with like rubber bugs and stuff and i was like oh sweet free prizes so i went to grab <laughs> these things and y- you've you've had a june bug on you before oh, yeah. like they fucking they ex- explode their wings kind of explode well, no no, no. I'm, like... i mean they like dig in yeah, oh, yeah and these things dug into my finger and my mom literally thought that i was being murdered by somebody because of my like blood curdling screams and they came over and i was freaking out that's there's not much to that wait, story wait, other wait, than the wait, fact wait. that what? So there's three of them. There was three. Yeah. June is the sixth month of the year. Yeah. That's six. Twice. Six. Six. Oh my Bugs god. Bugs of the devil. Oh my you god. Got, you got attacked by the devil. Yeah, I did. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. So let's, all right, all right let's, let's talk say, about some movies. All right. So the first movie that we're gonna talk about, <clears throat> I I'm not gonna lie, I have predicated this entire episode over the fact that I have wanted to rewatch this movie because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. And that first movie is Arachnophobia. From 1990. I have told this story before. Yeah. Uh, and I'll touch on it again. I have this memory of me being at my aunt's house watching this movie and Critters for whatever reason back to back. In my mind, I feel like we did this all the time when I was there. It was probably just one night, though, that really stuck with me. Yeah. But like, like they, when I think of arachnophobia, I have like, very fond memories of this movie. Being scared out of my mind Ugh. at these fucking spiders. Dude, I was, and, I was scared out of my mind re-watching this now. This is the first time I've, up. This is, yeah, this is the it first time up. I've seen it in probably 10 years. I was like, I was so anxious throughout mm-hmm. the entire... I hate spiders. Like that's and this is the one and this is a spider movie that's not necessarily schlocky. No, like, it really isn't. Well, they, they use no, real spiders. Yeah, and, and, and there's and, no mutations and there's no like anything like that. Like it's it's just about spiders. I mean the the one like the the main the general. Well, it's bigger. That's it, animatronic, but yeah, uh, yeah. Which the one they the when they showed the the general when it wasn't animatronic though, mm-hmm. it was a uh, tyrant, uh, 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 nope. What is it called? Well, no, that was the fertile female. Yes. There was the fertile female, uh, which was actually I think it was a male spider named. They named it Big Bob. Yes, it was. It was a bird eating tarantula. Thank you, bird yeah. eating tarantula. And then uh, the animatronic spider, which was well, like two feet, mm-hmm. two feet in diameter or whatever. That was actually uh, I, I was reading about this earlier. Um, you know ja- Jamie Heineman from MythBusters. Mm-hmm. This was one of his earliest prop designs. Oh, no kidding. And it looks good. Like I when know he worked on movies. I didn't know that this was one of them. When it's crawling up Jeff Daniels' leg at the end, yeah. it looks really realistic. It really it's does. Really they cool. did a really good job on this yeah. movie. Like I said, it holds up. <clears throat> uh, so if you've never seen Arachnophobia from 1990, it's directed by Frank Marshall. Brief synopsis is uh, a species of South American killer spider hitches a lift to the U.S. in a coffin and starts to breed and kill. It kind of seems like it kind of seems like this thing had the plan the whole time, right? 
You know what though? Because it, yes, kill, it yes kills no. the guy. It kills the guy, but it goes into the coffin to feed on him. Oh. And and you hear? Oh yeah, that's we, right. We talked just I think last week or the week before about how like uh, tropical plants will come over all the time with spiders in the roots. Well, there was the hunts the huntsman spider in so this Shelby Township really a couple that, weeks ago. This is not all that no this far-fetched. Sh- this can happen, and that's what's freaky. I don't We're like all gonna it. die by foreign spiders. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, so this is uh, Jeff Daniels. Yep. Uh, Dr. Ross Jennings. Mm-hmm. I forgot Jeff Daniels when this was in this. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I did. I, 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 I knew it clearly, but like I just hadn't seen this movie in so long. I just <laughs> forgot that he was in it. Uh, I also forgot this is an Amblin movie. And it, it you and I were talking about more like, of an it, adultish Amblin movie. It definitely feels like an Amblin movie. It does. Movie, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's something about you see that name and you know what you're gonna get. Right. You know exactly the kind of feels, tone, the whole deal. Like mm-hmm. it's oh, Steven Spielberg greatest company ever mm-hmm. uh you said you forgot that jeff daniels was in it i forgot julian sands was in it i'm not sure that i'm familiar enough with them to who julian sands yeah. well we met him like a month ago so that's one thing we did yeah we met him at motor city nightmares we did yes i don't think i knew who i refreshed me oh well <laughs> he plays dr james atherton he's the uh he's the guy who is he's like the the Spider expert. Yeah, yeah. Well, who? Look, I'm. I'm not, I don't hope this isn't boring. But how did we meet him? <clears throat> who was he? Who he was, was he in other movies that I would know him from? Oh, uh, well, he's in the Warlock movies. Is he the Warlock? Yes. Oh no, <laughs> m- motherfucker! Look at that. <laughs> I've only seen the first one. It's been a long time. He's just the super debonair English dude. I don't remember meeting him though at Motor City. Maybe you might have walked off. I went up and and shook his hand. And so said hi I to did him not meet him. You might. You. I don't. I don't know if you were with me at the time. We were drinking a little bit so true. that has that has something to do with it by far the best character in the entire movie though is played by john goodman oh john goodman his his character <laughs> is the greatest thing delbert delbert <laughs> mcclintock he's the uh, he's the local exterminator in this small town of uh Kaiman. Kaiman, oh, is that how they were saying it? I, I see your problem bad wood <laughs> oh well what should we do replace it tear out bad wood replace wood. with good wood <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> it's, a, it's such a good quote. I love, I love how like the the whole movie has a pretty serious like horror, mm-hmm. at, like horror tone to it. Not super serious, but you know, like a, a bug horror movie. Yeah. And then every time John Goodman's character comes on screen, they play this ridiculous like '90s sitcom music. Well, it's funny though. I'm actually looking it up right now because I don't actually know. But was Roseanne on TV in 1990? Yes. When did Roseanne start? 88. Okay. His theme music in this movie reminded me of the Roseanne theme. Yeah, kind of. So it's kind of funny that they would... It was like harmonica yeah. heavy and... Yeah. I think it was that was absolutely intentional. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I think it had to. I'm not gonna... I think they picked that song by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they intentionally picked that song, Michael. Well, hey, fuck where'd, me that, where'd that come from? Um, so, so uh, in, anyway, uh, we were completely... Not getting into the no, we're not. The, the, basically, it's it starts off with this expedition in in uh, in South America, and um, it starts with one of the most nightmarish things that I could ever possibly think of is they they like go down into this two thousand foot ravine, basically cave almost. Like yeah, that. and there's this giant tree, and there and uh, Julian Sands character, Doctor Atherton, he he basically like shoots, fogs. yeah, he, he fogs like he fogs tree. this tree. And 
this part in particular, I'm like, there's no way that I would ever do this. It, like, all of the creatures from the tree just start raining down upon them. I can deal with butterflies and, and yeah. stuff like that, but man, if, if spiders started if, to fall I don't know out if, of the sky, I would I would lose my freaking mind. I don't know of any self-respecting um, scientists, though, that would just go into the rainforest and kill a bunch of animals to collect them. I, that that seems very especially scientific, <laughs> especially because he's he's talking about he's talking about there's specifically uh, like, Inna- he's, like like unknown species. Yeah, he's like, like he's like we may have just discovered a new species and that's been unchanged it. for millions of years, but you just you just went and fogged they them. They might and legitimately them all. only exist in this like forty foot by forty foot thing. Like there are species that yeah, that there's there's like that, that there's that giant like stick bug yes, that they found. That's exactly what I was thinking. Of. And it only exists on one. It's not even an island. It's basically like a rock jutting up out of the sea. And it's it like a only stalactite. They, they, that particular species was thought to be extinct for like stalagmite is the bottom one, right? For for years and years and yeah. years, and they found them on that one island. That'd be like if <laughs> if Julian Sands went there and just started squatting. Them all for well, science. They were alive. That's for science. They were alive. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of science, not to get off topic, but did you hear about the thing uh, recently where that uh, couple scientists said that all the spiders theoretically could eat every human on Earth in a year. That oh God. it said that well, the 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 world jokes spiders... on them because I eat at least three of them a year. In my sleep. <laughs> so. the, the world spiders consume around four four hundred million and eight hundred million tons of prey in every, any given year. Uh, that means spiders eat at least as much meat as all seven billion humans on the planet combined. Oh my gosh! No way! I hate spiders. I actually uh, I uh, I took it upon myself because I there's no way to really describe how much I hate spiders. So I wrote a haiku. Do you want to hear it? Oh, I would love to. I, I, I I'm going to. <clears throat> Close your ears, Michael. I'll listen. Let me get into the mood. Here we go. Haiku to a spider. Hit me. God loves all his creations, every last creature, except you, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a a coo high. Because a haiku is five seven five. Is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, and you did seven five seven, but I appreciate it. It was though. a it was a coup high. I have a haiku for you. It was still yeah. beautiful. Can we please talk about this fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So anyway, uh, so basically, this giant spider hitches his way back to this tiny mm-hmm. little town that Jeff Daniels and his family have moved to, and they think. We're getting away from the big city. We're getting away from the crime and the grime. Jeff Daniels is primed to take over for the retiring physician. Right. He's a there. he's a doctor, and there's really only one doctor in this tiny little town. So he's he's set up to basically take it's, over it's all a of no-brainer. his clientele. It's a no-brainer. You, you move in, and you get everyone. And then... Uh, and. and he he managed like the 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 doctor in town decides that he's not going to retire. So now Jeff Daniels is kind of screwed, but he manages to get one patient who is his next door neighbor, super and, hot, <laughs> super old, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and she's like in perfect health yep. health for an old lady, and um, he examines her one day and then like dead the next. Yeah, she's dead the next, and and so he kind of. There's kind of this stig- doctor, doctor death. Yeah, there's kind of this stigma following him around now that like you know if you get checked my, out by this guy you're gonna die. My first thought though when they started calling him Doctor Death, I go, he's never been to Michigan before because Doctor Kavorkian, Doctor Death. Was Jack Kavorkian from Michigan? Yes. Oh yeah. 
You what? I don't know, man. Uncle Jack, <sighs> man. The thumb, the thumb is just kind of so like disjointed from the rest of the hand. You yeah, know dude. That? Like, it's gonna break a... off and become like join California. Or secede, something. secede to Canada. You, well, you know, thumbins. You know how when your hand is in a mitten and like all these fingers are warm and then your thumb is just freezing? It's that's kind of that's yeah, kind of bad. Enough. Um. So anyway, uh, then it it turns out that this giant spider, uh show like it it hitched a ride into town on a bird mm -hmm. then it killed the bird mm -hmm. and then uh sets up shop in the barn sets up shop in in jeff daniel's barn and uh and and it breeds with a just a basic a uh, house spider hussy which hussy spider which if if <laughs> the the when they're moving in the kid says oh god there's a spider and the mom who doesn't mind spiders goes in and takes the spider and then takes it out to the barn and says yep. there you go little fella you go ahead, so and the, then so the mom is to blame, and yeah, and then this giant spider bangs that little house spider, <laughs> and <laughs> and makes this and makes this breed of like horrible. They 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 remind the way they moved reminded me a lot of huntsman spiders. Yeah. They were actually called Avondale spiders. I didn't know that mm -hmm. until they're very similar, very flat, like yeah, they're very low, super, profile like, low profile in the way they yep. move, like. The way the way huntsman spiders move is pretty cool, actually. Even though I still would just burn my house down yeah. if there was yeah. ever one in there, but uh, they're harmless to people, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, because they used a ton of them for this movie. There is no way you could ever get me to work on this movie. Yeah, There's I think so many spiders. I think if it, if it was in a controlled environment like like a movie set, I'd be more okay with it because mm -hmm. there's people handling them, not me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think one of the, one of the most effective things about this flick is is that they don't rely on mutating the spiders, or, right? Or, or there's nothing crazy about it. It's just literally they're just spiders, like, yeah. and it and it works. It works so well. And I think um, the writing of the movie and the and obviously the quality of the actors, Jeff Daniels is an, an amazing actor. Like, mm -hmm. it, just, it everything just kind of worked. You don't need the spider to be anything more than what it is, right? To get the point across, because everybody's afraid of spiders. It's arachnophobia. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, which, as and, far as bug movies goes, I mean, like the the other two movies that we're talking about tonight, you had to go into like the crazy mutated yeah, movie. You'll the notice crazy that we're progressing mutated. from normal bug movie to medium bug movie to crazy mutated bug movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I, I, I like I said, this movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And honestly, I was feeling creepy crawly watching it again oh, as an adult. This movie just works. When I said I was anxious watching this, I yeah. absolutely I, like I was I was itching myself the whole time. I was twenty seven years old at this point, and it just works. Did, it, it, it nothing. Did what, you have any parts that you really liked? Well, I, the whole movie. I, I honestly, John Goodman's parts. Yeah, like there's nothing that you can say that you can't. His he has the best parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. As, as scary as the ending was and as scary or creepy as the ending was and as creepy as the rest of the movie was, John Goodman just, like, lights this movie on fire. Well, literally. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> literally. You, you slant toward the, like, horror comedy. Yeah. And he was, like, the comic relief of the He was the comic the relief. But the, the other comic relief was uh, The Coroner. Yeah. He had that classic, like, corner trope. Sam sandwich like, on the Yeah, the, on the, the body. corner trope. Like, uh, yeah. Why are they always eating a sandwich on a body? Or he was, always like, just eating. snacking yep. on chips while they're looking at this body that's been drained. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it, I, I, I actually really like that trope. I think it's funny. I, I do, too. I kind of wonder if there's, like, some truth in it. Because they use probably. it so much I in movies. I gotta be honest with you. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm... 
I mean, when you go to work every day in your studio, do you ever put a sandwich down on your keyboard? All the time. They're well, done. Yeah, he's a, that's not a dead body, though. <laughs> I, I, I've helped my dad with his company on some jobs at quite a few funeral homes, and we've seen them working on bodies on occasion. We'll stop that happen to stumble in the room, but I haven't seen them eating a sandwich. <laughs> I've, we've seen, well, like, top, top like heads in off real laying life, on the table, oh, but that's geez. about it. In fairness, in real life, I feel there's probably a medical hazard Yeah, I'm sure there's there, some sort so of, like, OSHA standards. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't do it, but... My uh, my favorite, not necessarily my favorite, but the scene that stuck with me the most when I was younger, and then when I just saw it again uh, yesterday, the it's the shower scene. Not because there's a naked chick in the shower. She's Get, not actually naked. Keep, so keep your pants it's an on. Amblin movie, guys, come on. Well, <laughs> but that scene scared the shit out of me, and I will probably yeah. I will probably wash my oh, my I hair with my eyes open. Because this it, the this girl is taking a shower, and this uh, the spider crawls across the the shower rod, shower head, yeah. and then it jumps the rod, yeah, onto her face. Oh, How does God. she not feel it when it lands on her face? I mean, when you have a bunch of stuff like water just hitting you in the face, like, do you feel the water I mean, was hitting the back of her head, and then the the spider landed on her face? But then it like it, it the the water kind of like washes it down so that it's it. Listen, sometimes when I'm in the shower and the water's hitting the back of my head, things hit my face. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every now and then. Okay. I actually do. I'll random like sometimes when I when I'm like really on edge. This doesn't happen often anymore. But like back when I first started watching scary movies, I would. I, I'm not kidding about this. This is kind of embarrassing, actually. When I would be taking a shower and, like, washing my face so I couldn't keep my eyes open, I would throw a punch in the shower. <laughs> Just in case there was... Like, because you, you ever get that feeling where it's like, there's somebody in here with me, and I would just go... <laughs> and I would throw a punch. And every now and then you hear, Oh, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> no. This is, I, th- I don't think I've done it since I've had kids. But uh, just, just, just in case. What? <laughs> What's so funny you about that? You want to punch that? your kids in the face by mistake? <laughs> no, I'm picturing him accidentally punching his wife in the face. <laughs> like she's trying to be all sexy coming on in. He just, just knocks her out of the shower. <laughs> never showered together again. Uh, all right, so all that right. was arachnophobia. The movie's amazing. If you've never seen it, uh, do yourself a favor. Even if you don't like spiders, it's a good trip to make you feel on edge. If, like yeah, if you don't like spiders but you do like feeling on, on edge, it's this like, is it's a like when you don't, perfect It's like movie. when you're not a thrill seeker and you go to a Cedar Point just to ride the rides right. and feel all, you know. Yeah. Ride the ride, googly, baby. Googly moogly. Um, <laughs> all right, second movie that we were talking about tonight, James. It's called Stung from 2015. I, bet, I, I, I was seeing a lot about this movie, and I really wanted to watch it, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that we finally got around to it because I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did too, actually. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I thought this was going to be the movie. It was like... Okay, so this is the movie we've neither of us have seen. It fits into our thing, so we're gonna go into it. You just thought and it was kind of gonna be like a throwaway. We're gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a throwaway movie. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it wasn't like a perfect movie, but it was just really fun. It was a really fun movie to watch. I have um, three words for you. Yeah. Clifton Collins Jr. Yes. Enough said. If you don't know who he, <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's a character actor that is absolutely incredible in everything he does. The most recent thing that I've seen him in was uh, um, uh, <laughs> Boondock Saints 2. That was actually my first introduction to him. Oh, really? Now, I'm sure, I I know for a fact that I had seen him in other movies. You just didn't know who no he was clue by who name. Was, though. Right. It wasn't until Boondock Saints 2, though, and, and I know I'm part of a minority. I love that movie. I love that movie I more than I should. I think you are the minority there. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> 
but his character in that movie was so good. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then I learned his name or whatever, and I kept seeing him popping up then in movies here and there. Like he was way more prolific than I ever would have thought. Well, and the 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 reason too, because you you don't really realize like he's he's never this like he really reinvents himself for every oh, yeah. single he role looks and different yeah he every looks different single movie he's yeah in. um and and he and he does it well he, i think really he's well. probably one of my favorite character actors actually I, yeah i agree um so anyway stung from 2015 uh is about a fancy garden party that turns into an it, it, that turns into upper class prey when a colony of killer wasps mutates into seven foot tall predators so so this movie starts off it's like <laughs> i just realized earlier you you described you you were saying so we went with like the normal movie first and then we went uh medium bug movie and then fully mutated movie uh a seven foot wasp is not a medium <laughs> bug no you're it's right i thought the mutation bug. the mutation though is more what i'm getting at they're probably on par with uh with the last ones yeah maybe yeah so so this movie is about uh is a, a, a catering company yeah and uh, it's just a guy and a girl, uh, and they're driving the van from Jeepers Creepers to this. <laughs> to this. I'm uh, glad you picked up on that. <laughs> it definitely looks like it. They're driving to this, this super rich, fancy house to do catering for this big party. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the guy who's driving is desperately trying to hit on his boss, and she's having absolutely none of it. Story of my life. And um, <laughs> they get to, they get to the place. He's setting up. She's doing the the food. This and that. He comes across these wasps that are just flying around. He's the first one to notice them. And he's realizing that something's not right. Like, there's somewhat of an infestation well, around they're huge. Here. Yeah. yeah, they're huge. I have a story. A real story about wasps like this, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, uh, so he's, he notices these wasps for the first time. And uh, he's, like, not freaking out about it, but he's, like, telling people, like, you, you should probably watch out for these. They're everywhere. Like, don't let them get near you. They're... They seem weird, like... They're know. really aggressive. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this is... Uh, the character's name is Paul. This is actually Matt O'Leary, who we saw in a movie last week. He was Fenton Meeks in um, Okay, I knew he Frailty. looked so familiar, and I couldn't place him. Well, because he was a little kid in I Frailty. I could not place him. I didn't know him by name. Yeah. Okay, okay. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Jessica Cook plays Julia, who was the girl I just mentioned. Yep. Uh, also starring Lance Hendrickson, the immortal. I shouldn't say that. He's going to die next week now. Damn it. <laughs> Stupid. Lance thing. Hendrickson, though. No, because he's an android. Oh, that's right. Uh, is in this movie. And and he, the older that Lance Hendrickson gets, I think the the more charm he has. <laughs> because I loved him in this movie. I absolutely loved him in this movie. He was movie. a lousy drunk. Yeah, I know. I loved him. But he was like, the most charming, lousy drunk you could imagine. <laughs> Uh, and then also Clifton Collins uh, Jr. played a character named Sydney. Mm-hmm. So there's your cast. Um, so yeah, so Paul, Matt O'Leary's character, finds these wasps. He's notices something's off, but the party goes off without a hitch. And then sometime in the middle of the party, uh, some shit goes down, and all the wasps start to just come up out of the ground, and it's giant infestation. People are getting killed left and right. They run to the house, and... Well, not not just killed by being stung by wasps either. Like this is what happens basically is uh, these are these are mutated wasps, and you find out later why? in the movie yeah. why they're mutated. But they basically sting someone, and Lay eggs. with with just one sting, they implant them with a with an egg or whatever. And this egg has a, a gestation period of literally like twenty seconds, 
and then the person starts to convulse and and very and, fertile those wasps and, are. and freak out and then a set like within a matter of a minute yeah a seven foot tall giant mutated wasp comes busting out of their body which and is they awesome awesome I, now, there's the, some, there's like some, the, the body's being torn apart by I'm the wasp I'm not going to say really, there's bad CG in this it's 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 okay CG. I thought it was pretty good. It's okay CG. I've seen better. I've seen worse. It's middle, was, middle ground CG. There was a lot of but good the practical, practical stuff effects too. are awesome. Yeah. They're so the only thing they reminded me of hmm. the um, take the ants from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, put a lot of shit all over them, put them in a horror movie, and that's what those <laughs> wa- that's what those wasps look like. Yeah, they look good. They really do. Like, like oh, so good. I was very excited when I saw practical effects in this. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was gonna be all like sci-fi CG. You right. Know? I was very, very pleasantly surprised when it wasn't. Um, so, so basically, like after the 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 party, the dinner party gets attacked by these mutant wasps, and everybody's exploding because they have giant wasps breaking out of their bodies. <laughs> wasps is a hard word to say. Wasps. I don't like saying that word. Um, so they uh, basically about what is there four or five of them left. Um, yeah. Who make it to the house and and are and, and kind of hold yeah. up in the house, but it turns out not all of them have have completely gotten away unharmed, and they may be harboring some giant wasps inside their body. Yeah, and the, and the wasps that are in their body, wasps is a hard word to say. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> From this point on, wisp. What wisp? Wisp is now the is that the bu- plural of the buzzkill plural. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> it's the buzzkill plural of wasp is now wisp. Wisp, okay. Wisp. Mm-hmm. So, wisp over there? So, so the, the wisp. We, so the wisp have been laying eggs in these people, <laughs> and the the transformations out of the people. There are some that are done digitally, which are are whatever. They're okay. Yeah. The practical ones though are incredible, and they go as to far go as far. Not <laughs> go as too far, like Jafar. <laughs> uh, they go as far though as to one of the wasps, the, the main ones. Wisp, we, one of the wisp. Uh, they they have the, the 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 skull of the of the lady stuck to its leg the entire movie. Yeah, and you keep coming back to this one. Wisp right, you can and always you know which you, one it is. You can always well, you can you you can say you just use the word wisp as a singular. <laughs> they keep going back language to that wasp. Is, language is hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Yeah, like you, you can keep identifying that wasp by the fact that uh, that the woman's face is still yeah. attached to its leg. It's pretty it's like hilarious. The hero wasp. It's like you know what you know which one that is. That was the first. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. And and that that first one where it so busts good. out of her. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It almost reminds. It's almost very the flyish. You know what I'm saying? Like that that kind of like no. I, the fly, well, no, because I'm he like transforms the, the, into a fly. Yeah, I know, but it was just <laughs> grotesque, though, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, kind the, of the, body horror yeah, sort of yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Especially with, uh, I don't want to give away really what happens to uh, Sydney. Oh, yeah. But but what what ends up happening... There's a really fucking cool practical effect that happens with Sydney. Um. God, is there a way? Is there a way of saying it without giving it away? No, well, it's just no. I, I wouldn't give it away. It's okay. I, it's just cool. We'll, it's we'll a, it's a we'll pretty it's a pretty big part Sydney of the movie. Sydney gets infected, and the way that they handle his infection is really really cool. It's it's very different from everybody yes, else's, yes. which is cool. It's not really an infection. It's well, I, I'd call. I it guess an it's like it's kind of like an impregnation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but what's what's funny is uh, so um, 
I, I will spoil this. The uh, the the two leads kind of make it out by the end of the movie and make out. <laughs> well, you said to me earlier, actually earlier today, and you weren't even talking about this movie. You said something about you ever notice like how people in horror movies like this just disgusting stuff will happen to them. Oh, it actually might have been after we we watched Mimic last <laughs> yep, night. Yep, yep. And you go, just people. They'll have this disgusting stuff happen to them where they're just covered in shit, viscous. Yeah, and then like at the at the end of the movie, they just make out, and it's yeah. like I was like, oh, you like you like stung yesterday because at the end of this movie, they've gone through so much stuff. They're covered in just the, so many fluids all yeah, over their lots faces. Lots of fluids, and by the end of it, they're just making out hard. And he's like, and not even like kissing too. He's like making out with her neck, like kissing the side of oh, her neck, yeah. and there's just like. Like bug jism all over the side of her neck, it's so and gross. like <laughs> it's it's so disgusting. I guess you'd have to the find wasps, yourself the wasps just wisped all over the two. <laughs> I guess you'd have to find yourself in the heat of the moment sometime though, and see if you could really heat do it. Heat of the moment. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is the musical episode. <laughs> uh, I I thought this was kind of interesting. Well, not interesting, but uh, kind of cool and. Not cool at the same time. Peter Stormare. It's interesting, but not interesting. <laughs> not interesting. But it's cool, but not cool. Not cool. Well, well Sydney uh, originally was going to be played by Peter Stormare. Saw that, yeah. Which still would have worked, but I, I'm kind of glad that they landed on Clifton Collins Jr. Russian wasps, American wasps, <laughs> all made in Taiwan. <laughs> Um, I, I I think that I think that Clifton Collins was definitely a better, better choice, choice for it. Yeah, yeah he I just can't play, picture that character being that. an older guy, honestly, because Peter Stormer is an older dude. Than yeah, Clifton he's quite Collins. a bit like, older. I, yeah, I can't even imagine he's supposed to be the son. Yeah, I can't imagine unless he was the housekeeper or something. Maybe that in an original script, you know. Plus, like he 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 does crazy pretty well. Like he you know he played the crazy Russian guy in. Uh, well, every movie that yep. has ever been, but Armageddon. Yeah, you know, like the crazy Russian cosmonaut. But uh, sit, like the character of Sydney, the way that Clifton Collins Jr. played it, he was kind of like neurotic, like twitchy. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I, I really like he the way he it played really it really well. He's and Clifton Collins is such a good fucking character actor. Yeah, he's really good. Well, Clifton Collins Jr. I don't know about Clifton Collins. His dad. <laughs> he might not have been such a good character actor. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this, and it's going to kind of lead into, because you said that you had some sort of wasp story. Oh, yes. So I'm going to say this. Uh, this this was actually, uh, the guy who wrote this, his name is Adam Aristi. Uh, he came. He actually came up with this idea um, because he was working as a caterer at an outdoor party, and they had a severe wasp infestation. So basically the exact plot of this movie he actually went through aside from the seven foot tall mutations the the funny part about this is that his story is almost identical to my story uh i work at a uh, i work at a church we've talked about this before yeah. we have a catering hall that is attached to our church and we sometimes do outside catering events mm -hmm. up on our big uh, giant plaza well you know the big tents the whole deal well a couple years ago was the first time that we ever saw them but it, i these things were huge uh we we're doing our thing, you know, catering up on the plaza or whatever, and uh, we see these giant bugs flying around. I'd never seen a bug in Michigan this size before. Yeah. At least in wasp slash bee form or whatever. Uh, they're like these giant fucking flying insects. They were like an inch and a half long. That's what a wasp they're, is. They're black and white with white bands, though, on their abdomen. Oh, really? I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah. Um, I did some research, and it turns out they're called cicada killers. Oh, yeah. 
they're fucking huge. Yeah, I saw some and of those. And they lay their nests underground. Yeah, I saw some of those at uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes. They're horrifying. Oh my god, they are the scariest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you're if, if you don't like insects. Yeah. And uh, they 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 make nests now yearly on our property. Oh really? And every single year now, a couple years. I think once they set up a colony, maybe there's like a pheromone. I don't fucking know. It's bug <laughs> stuff. I don't know. But they're they've been there ever since. No, they're and, not aggressive, and right? They as long as you don't. They're ground though, so you can always tell where they are because it's like uh, you'll have like a bunch of dirt, and there'll be mounds, mm-hmm. like, like ant mounds almost, because yeah. they bury out their their shit. So all those mounds are the dirt they're pulling in from underground. Yeah, and they call them cicada killers because if you've ever seen a cicada, they're big, like they're, they're really they're big, yeah, huge insects. Mm-hmm. And these things will literally grab them out of midair and like pinch them and bring them to the ground and kill them and eat them. No, these these are the ones that aren't they the ones that they stun the cicada? Yeah. And then they take them down underground yeah. and put them in the nest. Yeah. And then they lay their eggs. The horror movie in the animal kingdom is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's this is talked about. Let's transition into our last movie that we're talking about. Let's do that. Mimic, because uh, Mira Sorvino, her character at one point, ta- she's talking about. I think she's talking about termites. Yeah. And they essentially do the same thing. They they take their prey down. And great transition, by the way. And, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and stun it, and then and then leave it there, and then lay the eggs, and then and then the eggs hatch, and then they consume the the living creature that's yeah. still there, which is the same thing that the cicada killers do, which is kind of horrifying. You know who else did that? Who? John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. All right. So anyway, yeah, the last movie that we're talking about tonight is Mimic from 1997. I love this movie. Directed by a one unknown director. His name is uh, Guillermo del Toro. I think it's uh, Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo Gu- del Toro. I believe it's <laughs> stupid cocksucker. <laughs> you should probably explain that. Apparently, Guillermo del Toro has a habit of calling everybody cocksuckers. It's like his favorite word ever. Him, him and my dad would get along really well. That's one of my dad's favorite terms. Cocksucker. Just, just two cocksuckers just <laughs> going at it. If you go golfing with my dad, you'll hear it a lot. If <laughs> um, cocksucker. If, uh, if you don't know the name Guillermo del Toro, though, uh, well, first off, stop listening to us. Secondly, <laughs> uh, go see Pan's Labyrinth. Go or see or listen two... to us more and you'll learn more That's about true. it. That's true. Pan's Labyrinth, the two Hellboy movies, uh, most recently, Crimson Peak. Uh, he, this guy, he's done so much, and he's such a prolific director now in the, in the genre, and he's an incredible. No, Mimic. I think we talked about this on a, a previous episode. Was this his first U.S. release? I believe that this was his first U.S. release. We he did have... the Devil's Backbone and Chronos before this. Both, I believe, are Spanish right. uh, language. I own both. Never seen them though. Oh, really? I, I need to watch them. I just <laughs> yeah, never. I just them. never actually sat down. Maybe I'll double feature them one day. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, three years ago, this is a synopsis. Now, three years ago, entomologist Dr. Susan Tyler genetically created an insect to kill cockroaches carrying a virulent disease. Now the insects are out to destroy their only predator, mankind. Uh, <laughs> this this actually brings me to one of my favorite dad jokes of all time. Oh. What's the difference between an entomologist and an etymologist? Um, what? An etymologist would know. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you get it, right? I mean, what's not to get? Do you get it? (laughs) What's not to get? 
I don't know. One of them knows the difference between the other. I get it. An etymologist is somebody who is is an expert who studies words. Oh. So he would. Guess what? I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You're stupid. Yep. You're so stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh uh, man. So yes. Anyway. Um. So Mary Servino, she plays Dr. Susan Tyler. Uh. She's married to Dr. Peter Mann. Who looks like twelve different people in this movie? <laughs> he does. It really does. Like he looks like every once in a while he looks like Liev Schreiber. Every once in a while he looks like uh, <laughs> um, Harold Ramis. Yep, yep. P- pretty much smash those two together, and and you have. I think there was a couple other yep. people where that we said he looked like. Uh, but I the can't guy, remember. the character actor that played. Okay, I'm maybe this might be obscure. The character actor that played the caretaker turned bad guy. And the Bone Collector. Oh, jeez. I haven't seen that movie He's in, in a ton of stuff. I don't know his name. Yeah. Damn it. Corrections for next week. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, Charles Dutton is in this movie. Charles S. Dutton. He's amazing. God, uh, so good. Josh Brolin. Yep. Young Josh Brolin. And uh, a very young. A super young Norman Reedus yeah. is in this movie. We actually did a double take when we were watching it. Because like, Is that fucking Norman Reedus? Like, it was this, was, uh... this would have been before anybody knew who he was oh yeah absolutely this was a random probably casting like just well we even first time in a feature film we saw him and we thought it was him and then we and then he was pretty heavily featured in the next scene and it took almost the whole next scene for us to finally settle on the fact that it was him because he's really unrecognizable the only thing that i recognized him by was the mole that he has on his on his lip on his face yeah and i go i think that's him and then we finally saw him like that's him it has to be that's it (laughs) Um, also, his Doug, voice is so different in this movie. Well, he's just so he was he was like he had to be like that, in his the, early twenties. He's or got something. that Norman Reedus has this cadence to his voice though, and this this weird slur to his voice that like is it's very recognizable. Where he's like almost like always yeah. drunk. Sort of yes, actually it's very yes. <laughs> no. He, yes, no, you no, no, no. He he does though in every movie since he's been famous. That's how Norman Reedus sounds. Yeah. The way he sounded in this movie, and granted he might have just been doing a voice or whatever, but like it sounds nothing like him. Yeah. At all. Um. Also, not that you would ever recognize him, but Doug Jones is in this movie. Mm-hmm. He plays one of the creatures. Referred to as Long John, which is kind of funny. Um, Silver? Yeah. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so basically basically what's happening is the way the, way the movie opens up is uh, Manhattan is being just demolished. It, it, at least the youth of Manhattan are being demolished by this horrible disease. disease. Riker, Rikers? Is that it? Uh, Stricklers, actually. That's it. Stricklers. Um, it's, it's carried by the common cockroach. And, and, you know, they're ubiquitous in New York, so it's, it's a ton of kids are coming in contact with it, and it's basically just, yeah, like taking out an entire generation of children yeah. in New York. Um, Huge so, epidemic. Yes. So, uh, so Dr. Susan Tyler uh, creates this uh, strain, Sup- like a... Super bug almost. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It, it, they call it the Judas, the mm-hmm. Judas breed, because it... Basically, it's it's bred to go in, and it will mimic the the behaviors and even the looks of and the cockroach. Infiltrate, and then it secretes this enzyme that yep. uh, basically all of the cockroaches are attracted to. And then once they come in contact with this en- enzyme, they all just die out. So this they basically are just killing out colonies of these cockroaches. Right, and they they wipe them out, and they basically eradicate Strickler's disease. 
well, cut to three years later, um, she's just, you know, going about her business, doing her, her entomologist thing. And uh, some kids who... Just going around <laughs> just bugging people? <laughs> These kids who spend... <laughs> I don't know where their parents are, but they basically spend their days, like, just walking around the abandoned subway tunnels of New York. Uh, I gotta be honest with you, I would do the exact same thing if I was a kid in New York. I, I would I would like to say that I would because that sounds cool, but my parents would never let me because they're good parents. <laughs> but uh, she she basically pays them to to bring to bring samples of of bugs that they find, and they find this one that they call the weird bug, and it ends up uh, after she inspects it and and kind of takes a look at it, she realizes that it's one of her Judas breed bugs, except for it's. It's now like three inches long, but yeah. she realizes that it's really only a baby. And it's supposed to be dead. They're all supposed and, to be dead. Yeah, they were now. they were only supposed to have a lifespan of 180 days. So, yeah. you know, now she's freaking out because she doesn't know she doesn't know the implications of what she's done by it's releasing kind of a, this bug into the sewers. A, she kind of has an oh shit moment. Right. Like oh, these were supposed to be dead. We never really thought about what was going to happen if they didn't. Well, because it, it was supposed to be all the females, they were basically all female, and they were supposed to be sterile. Yeah. And uh, that didn't that didn't happen. They, they evolved not. in a way where they, they actually... I, I, where, what did they... I, I can't remember how they... Was there a male that... that Today, Junior. I don't know that they actually. I don't know they actually explained how it happened. It just. It just did. Yeah. You know. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, she thinks she's dealing with these. You know, they're pretty big bugs, but she doesn't realize what she's really getting herself into, and uh, it turns out that they've actually mutated to the point where, you know, they they mimic their. Prey. They mimic their surroundings. Yeah, and, and, and their prey. They've and their prey, but also they've begun to mimic their predators. And at this point, really, their only threat are humans, as you would know from our opening. Exactly. Sound clip. So they they begin to mimic humans, and it's kind of terrifying, really. Yeah, they have like, like their their hands. They put together their hands in front of their in front of their faces, and it makes like a human face. Yeah, they had they, so they, they have can, these two like plated kind of armor plated well, pieces on their hands the that when they put it, them together, they look like human faces. These bugs are mutated now to the point where they they they're they're as big as humans. They're massive bugs mm -hmm. huge and when they're and they can actually go up in public to stalk their prey which are us and they put their hands in front of their faces and it looks like a human face right it's really fucking creepy a terrifying human like <laughs> she says she says uh in 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 one of the scenes she goes uh we ha i think that we have seen them with us like right they're like why have we never seen them and 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 she says i think we have yeah. they've been out walking amongst they're that us well camouflaged they're not like they couldn't go out and walk around during the day because they're still scary looking giant sure. bugs but like at night they look like the silhouette that they have and the yeah. way they've they adapted they themselves the to walk they stand upright and they yep. have their face covered by these two plates and they look like really creepy people walking yeah. around I think, speaking of the way that they look, I think my biggest disappointment in this movie is that this is a movie that was made before Del Toro had his signature creature look. Yeah. Um, which, if you've ever seen Pan's Labyrinth or Hellboy, especially Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, mm -hmm. those two movies, man, like, his his 
the creature the creature design yeah. are are so amazing and will never be touched in my opinion pan's labyrinth especially they're iconic now you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like they're ridiculously good and and i wish i almost wish that del toro could get the rights back to remake mimic yeah with modern day del toro you know you know, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, kinda, I think this movie would be so much better. I kind of wonder though if that would put like more of a whimsical spin on it. I don't care if it did. I kind I kind of like the I I kind of like the fact that it's just straight up scary. You know. Yeah, and I don't know. I I know that I know that uh, Miramax came in and Bob Weinstein, who is sort of notorious for taking over productions. Yeah. Um. He. This is one of those things. This is one of those films where. Weinstein came in and started making demands. Started this should be this. This around. should be this. Del Toro hated it, and he um, Del Toro pretty much separates himself from this movie as. Well, he's never worked with the Weinstein yeah. since, right? Yeah, it was a really bad experience for him. Right. Which sucks because I like this movie quite a bit. Yeah, it's a cool movie. Um, um once they so basically, uh, basically, Doctor um, Susan Tyler and her husband. And the uh, a cop played by Charles S. Dutton, mm -hmm. they are hunting through these old abandoned old subway tunnels, subway tunnels yep. to try and find samples of these bugs. Oh, and also Josh Brolin. One of the things that you mentioned when we were watching this is that you were surprised how deep the tunnels go under New York, and you're like, it's crazy to think about what's underneath. It's kind of scary. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's oh, awesome, but it's also it. scary. It's kind of it. it's kind of in line with like the catacombs in Paris, you know. Like it's nah, just it's sitting it's scary to us right now are like salt mines. Yeah, you were telling me about Nuts. this. There's apparently a salt mine Dude, that goes Detroit, all the way from the here Detroit up to salt the mines. Do you know where they go to? The Detroit salt mines. They I'm go not sure. Like, they like it's to. like Detroit to like the middle of the state. They're fucking huge. Yeah, it is massive. How big these salt mines are. It's just creepy to think that there's like a whole other world below oh, yeah. you. <laughs> there's full on like like cat equipment, caterpillar equipment. Yeah, that drives and they're and and they're dwarfed in the size of these caverns. Yeah, that's how big they are. That's crazy. It's, it's insane. Um, so they end up, uh, they end up down in these, in, in, in these old abandoned, uh, subway tunnels trying to find samples of these bugs. Huh? And then they, uh, come across, you know, the, yeah, they come across <laughs> bugs, but not what they were expecting. They expecting these three or four inch long cockroach looking yeah, no, things they and they end human up size, like just. Nasty, nasty bugs. <laughs> um, earlier in the movie, there was uh, you're also introduced to uh, a man, a shoe shiner, in, down in the subway. His name is Manny, played by Giancarlo Gian Giannini. Giannini. Uh, I really only know. Uh, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. I don't only know him from this, but I mostly know him from uh, Hannibal. Who? He oh, was the, the TV show or the no, movie? no, no, the the movie. Okay. He was the like the inspector. Oh no shit! Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever would have placed his uh, face to him, but yeah. Yeah, um, and he is the caretaker. They never really, they never really say whether he's the father or the grandfather or what, whatever it is. I'm gonna go with grandfather. Yeah, probably grandfather because he's quite, he's quite an older man. Yeah, he's got like this. Um, I, I, as best as we can tell, like an autistic son. Yeah, yeah, I'd say he's he probably has autism. He perseverates a lot, and he, uh, he's he's really, he's very intelligent. But also, you know, Manny even describes him as as special at one point sure, in time, sure. and he himself, he he, like, when somebody walks by, 
he can tell exactly what kind of shoes they're wearing, what size the shoe is, and he's funny shoes. Yeah, but funny he shoes. he keeps hearing he keeps hearing outside of his window these mimic bugs, these Judas bugs, the giant ones walking by, and they make a sound with their shoes that he's never heard before because he likes to listen to people as they walk by and by, and he will <laughs> he will uh, play the sound of their shoes on spoons. Uh, and kid's a killer spoon player, by the way. He is a really good spoon player. And, uh, when he hears the mimic, the, I keep calling them the mimic bugs, the Judas bugs, um, he just keeps commenting on how they're wearing funny shoes and he calls them the funny shoes men. Mm -hmm. And one night he follows one of them and he ends up going missing. So Manny is down also in the subways looking for this kid. And... Uh, so at some point, Manny's path crosses with uh, Dr. Tyler and Dr. Mann. Yep. And so then they're just, you know, this ragtag crew who's down in the... Underground, the, creepy, crawling <laughs> dudes. Down in the bowels of Manhattan, uh, searching for this lost kid and also trying to fight these yeah. gigantic bugs, which are super scary. Yeah. It. I... <sighs> I haven't seen this movie since I was a, since, I, since I was a kid. Honestly, the mm-hmm. first time that I saw it, I was I was really young, and um, I didn't remember a whole lot of going into it when we watched it mm-hmm. to, to, for this episode. And uh, yeah, it, every every part of this movie is is really effective. Like I, especially the, um, the 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 atmosphere of the entire movie being yeah. like this very secluded, very like claustrophobic subway system. Yeah, with this giant bug creature, it just really works. I remember you saying know? there was a point where uh, Mira Servino's character, Doctor Tyler, is she ends up running away from one of these things and ends up venturing even further down into one of these systems and she just sits in a tunnel at one point and she can hear these things moving all around her and she's just sitting there like sobbing and i was like that's exactly what i would be doing (laughs) like there's the most helpless feeling what the hell are you supposed to do yeah you're like 300 feet underground and you've got giant man-eating bugs all around you i would just be sitting and sobbing as well (laughs) <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm 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 man enough to admit the fact that I'm a giant <laughs> bitch. Like I I get it. <laughs> so they end up uh, they end up in one of the subway tunnels that uh, it's out of service, but they they figure that they can probably get the car moving again, and and get it back up to the at least close enough to the sur- surface where they can. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they're in an area where there's sunlight coming through windows above them. Yeah, there's a giant skylight and there's light coming through it. I don't really understand. Yeah, that. they're supposed to be like really far underground, and there's this this giant room that looks like the layer from the Ninja Turtles movie from the second <laughs> Ninja Turtles movie. It really does. It really, really does. I don't think that it is. I thought it was. I don't think it is. But there's like the sun coming from the skylights. It's like wait, you're you're pretty close to the surface. Like I don't understand why you need to do everything that you're doing right now. When they were uh, so when they when they end up in this subway car, kind of hold up in there, uh, they manage to kill one of the bugs, and they start rubbing the secretions from the scent. Uh, what do they call it? The scent glands. Yeah. All over them. When I was rubbing those secretions. When, when all I was over. when I was younger, I thought those were babies. 
when they yeah. pu- when they pulled them out, I thought they were like the Judas babies, and that oh. they were like breaking open. Are you, the... sure you, are you sure you weren't watching like a porno, just rubbing <laughs> rubbing baby secretions? All oh over my god! <laughs> what is wrong with you? So much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. That's also very well. That that's another good example of like you. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't do this. No, that's another good example of like where you passionately kiss somebody when you're covered in yeah. the most vile shit ever. They're rubbing this like Baby scent gland, this scent gland crap all over them, and then I can imagine it smells like shit. Too. Yeah, it's gotta like, smell oh, awful. Well, they even oh. describe it at some point in the movie that it smells like acid and shit and and ass and ass. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, they uh, they kind of they. They make it out not as an entire crew. No, we're not no. going to spoil all the kills and everything like that. But uh, there's some, there's some, there's some pretty good stuff in here. Yeah, I, it's if, you, if you've never seen Mimic, uh, it, it's good. Like uh, a lot of people give this movie shit, though. I've heard a lot of people talk crap about this. Really? Movie. Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't necessarily get it. Uh, Del Toro actually finally came back and revisited it because they were able to give him a director's cut. Oh. And we actually watched the director's cut. Oh yeah, we did. That's right. Um, if you can find that on Blu-ray, it's complete. It's totally worth it. Uh, from my understanding, I would need to go back and watch the theatrical cut again to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding, the director's cut that he came back to oversee <clears throat> is way more his vision. Uh, tonally, it just it works better and everything else. He said, um, take a seat, Bob. Yeah, fucking Bob. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I'm pretty sure... It's weird, because the director's cut is uh, has the Miramax logo mm-hmm. in, the, in the beginning of it, which is the Weinstein company. Right. And then in the theatrical, you have Dimension. So it's really odd to me that he would go back after all these years, do the director's cut, and Miramax would be the ones putting it out. You think it'd right. be a little bit opposite? Somebody else had the rights to it, or or whatever. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, mimic. It's 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 a great flick. Indeed, it is. Check it out. Uh, I think that pretty much does it. I think that does. Talking about bugs, I'll be happy to move on from this episode. Cause I, I hope I hope this episode didn't bug you. Too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I could I could go without watching another spider movie for like another ten years. That's fine. So with me. next week on the show we're doing spider movies. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Michael. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I had a good time. Uh, if you guys want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Horror Amino, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find J Raj at www.oceanrecordingstudio.com and follow on social media at Ocean Recording. That's right. And you got uh, what do we got? One one week left on our deal. I think so. Twenty seven percent off. Is it twenty seven? Twenty seven percent off. Twenty eight percent off. Oh damn! Well, He's okay. raising the bar. There we go. All right. Raising well, the bar. All right. Uh, so a couple weeks uh, in 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 well, a month and a half from now we're gonna be hitting the uh, we mentioned this earlier we're hitting the the year mark. The f- yeah. So we're gonna have something special planned for that. I don't oh. know what it is. I'm really speaking out of the ass right now, but we're going <laughs> to do something special. Now it's going to pre- be the greatest. The it's gonna be, if, you, if you've ever seen any of the other podcasts before, this is going to be the best one ever. The greatest. I'm not telling you what it is yet, but it, um, it will be great. You're going to love it. I actually have lined up in, uh, an interview. Oh, you have? Yes. With Salisbury Joe? With um, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, okay. That'll be good. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, so cheers, uh, boys. Joke landed way better in my head. Cheers. <laughs> of course.
permanently lost control of all of his bodily functions. There's no spider here. But I will hunt down the alleged arachnid and spread some to kingdom come.